Let us continue to listen for the word of God as we hear the New Testament reading from the Gospel of Mark, also printed in your bulletin insert. Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi, and on the way he asked his disciples, who do people say that I am? And they answered him, John the Baptist, and others, Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. He asked them, but who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, you are the Messiah. And he sternly ordered them not to tell anyone about him. Then he began to teach them that the son of humanity must undergo great suffering and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he said all this quite openly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and looking at his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. He called the crowd with his disciples and said to them, If you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? Indeed, what can they give in return for their life? Those who are ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of them the Son of Humanity will also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of God with the holy angels. Here ends our reading from Scripture. Our first image this morning is Lady Wisdom. She's out in the city gate, peddling her wares. She says, listen up. Do you want to be suckers all your life? Why do you insist on being so simple? In her eyes, to be simple is to be easily conned. If you think con men were invented sometime late in history, this passage should make plain that is not so. Lady Wisdom's pitch is this. I will fill your mind and heart with wisdom, my very words of guidance, if you will but listen. Does she make a sale? We aren't told, but the history of humankind would indicate that many of us prefer our foolish ways 
find it hard to listen to the spirit. Our friend Sophia, wisdom. Now, some of us may be worried about the second half of the reading Michael read this morning from Proverbs. Those words that promise consequences. Yet, isn't that basic wisdom? Isn't that what we learn from touching the hot stove our wise mom had warned us not to touch? Yikes! Hot! Hurts! The toddler wails. But she learns. Would that we could continue that pattern. One touch. One bit of pain. Leave the evil thing alone and be done with it. But, oh, the dripping water on a stone effect of the advertising industry. Just one little red convertible. Just one glittery tiara. Whatever floats your boat. The craving can begin with a box of oversweet cereal and a wail as we sit impatiently in the grocery cart. I want. And then I will be special. The great con. And Lady Wisdom continues to cry out. We ignore. Our hearts harden until we begin to think that a world with the United States at the top of the food chain of humanity is only right, fair, the way life is meant to be. And we think it will never change. The consequences of our simple outlook will never come, we think, even as we are eating the fruits of our way of life and being sated on our own devices as the waters rise and the winds blow. Jesus, too, is peddling his wares in the Gospel reading, honing his closest disciples as well as the larger crowds of followers who are intrigued with his healing, his feeding, his words of hope for the poor. They are hoping for some relief, some better life right now. But Jesus is not promising that. First, Jesus tells his closest disciples, this still fragile community, this seed of a movement, that he's going to be killed and then rise again. That second part that even we may gloss over in our post-resurrection experience the disciples do not even seem to hear 
How could they? What they heard is that Jesus was going to die, to leave them, maybe to implicate them in a similar fate. Imagine their terror. They were nowhere near wisdom, the long game, the wide horizon. Peter said the word Messiah, but he was still imagining some kind of earthly royal personage who maybe would topple Rome and get the taxes down in a, on the fish that he caught to support his family. The Messiah was not supposed to suffer, not to die, but to liberate and bring justice down on earth, here, now. Peter thought Jesus must have gone goofy in the head. So Jesus moves on to his second audience, the larger crowd of followers who flocked to see this wandering rabbi who could tell great stories and heal people, who could feed people and make the blind man see. They were mostly poor people, living on daily bread, quite literally, food earned by day labor, one loaf at a time. They thought life could only get better with Jesus. What does he say to them? Take up your cross and follow me. Then he does this really weird thing, the lady wisdom thing. He says, if they don't deepen their commitment and broaden the horizons of their thinking, he will be ashamed of them when all is said and done. If they remain simple and foolish, swaying in the wind of popular opinion, they will suffer the consequences of their lack of trust in this movement toward the coming kingdom of God. Now many a day, I rest in the hope of the steadfast love of God that love that will never end, even as I rant in my heart against the plight of this earth and its people. I even rant against the patience of God who allows this trajectory, this arc toward justice, to look a whole lot like a straight line going nowhere good. I want to glide right past and over that second half of the Proverbs reading to get to the renewed promise in the final line. Those who listen will be secure. Those who listen will live at ease. I don't want to think about all the time the human family has hated knowledge and chosen none of wisdom counsel. I don't want to think about the big questions of the roots of American wealth and our way of life. I want to say, I wasn't there. I had nothing to say about any of that. But Jesus says, no need to worry about all that. The question is, 
What about now? Today? The central question seems to be, who do we think Jesus is? Is Jesus wise? Are we really called to sacrifice? Can we imagine a whole different world in which America plays a right-sized role without its huge defense and anti-terrorism budget? Can we even think about that? How wise are we called to be? How broad must our horizons be? Who must be included in the frame? What are the consequences of our way of life for this planet? When Jesus spoke of the Son of Humanity coming in glory with the holy angels, his frame of reference was as broad as it could be, cosmic, if you will, and his audience was a group of poor Jews out in the wilderness, led by a group of trembling, still pretty naive disciples who had real trouble grappling with their rabbi. Yet they loved him and wanted to be faithful. And enough of them were that we are here today listening to their witness. How do we respond to this invitation from Jesus, from Sophia, Lady Wisdom? We are invited first to listen to listen to one another in this circle of wisdom seekers, to listen to scripture, to listen in the silence to the voice of God within and all around us, to listen. And then we are invited to join those trembling disciples and witness to what we hear to do justice, to love kindness, to walk humbly with God. Our speaker at Companions this summer, Lisa Fulham, filled our hearts full with justice concerns rampant in America. Sexism, racism, homophobia, climate change. As an ethics professor, she issued a similar invitation. Listen. But then, speak up and speak out. Pick one thing, she said, just one. Do something. Write a postcard in joy or in anger. Make some noise. So having listened to Lisa, I pass her word on. And I add this. Commit your life to the way of wisdom. For in losing your life in that endeavor, Jesus is right. You will discover your life as part of the body of Christ, 
full to the brim with the love of God. And in that place, there is joy despite all the chaos of this world.